Hello, everybody. Before we get into today's episode, here is your weekly disclaimer. Um, yes, we are aware that Arturo's video, for the most part, in this is frozen and it doesn't move a lot, and that's because we are having some connection issues. I just wanted to acknowledge it. The audio is still fine, and this is a podcast, so it shouldn't ruin anything. Uh, that's all I have to say this week. Okay, enjoy the episode. First cast. Uh, my name is Jeff. I watch movies sometimes. And I'm Karsten. I also, I also watch movies sometimes. You're listening to the Karscast movie cast. Welcome to the Karscast movie cast, the weekly show going over the TV, <laughs> movies, and entertainment that people can't cut away from. I am your ho ho <laughs> I am your He almost had it. Uh, your ho host, Karsten Runquist, and joining me, he's from Florida, he's from Chicago, he's from New York City, it's Jeffrey Borslow, Arturo Zarita, and Zachary Shevich from the Intercut Podcast. Uh Great. Thanks for being here, guys. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank, I like it. Thank you. Thank you. I don't You'll, think uh, you understand. I practiced reading that out loud three different times today, and I still messed it up. Uh, <laughs> but in the best way possible. So Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm super excited about this because uh, I don't – let me just get this out of the way. I don't listen to any – movie podcasts really <laughs> no disrespect to any other movie podcast but i do listen to you guys's podcast uh okay Aww. i feel like you should have said that as the first thing before saying you don't listen to any movie podcast yeah well, I did. Sound like you didn't listen to their podcast either but if no. i did i might listen to theirs yeah yeah, yeah for sure um but thanks for uh being here you guys if you guys want to introduce yourselves at all or say anything uh, yeah this is zach okay and that's art <laughs> awesome. And we run a podcast called Intercut. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, that is yeah, a catchier was... name than our podcast. Yeah, Just they, you guys, oh. I like <laughs> you guys' greeting, too. Um, it's a good one. Thanks. That's how Zach. Thanks. Yeah, uh, I, I literally looked up a website that had a list of film terms and were like, which one of these might work for a podcast? Mm-hmm. And Intercut wasn't A taken, lot of reels. So. <laughs> a lot of cinemas. Yeah. But we, yeah. No one had done an intercut yet. That's good. Nice. There's had no one no done cars a cars cast, cast yet? Yeah. No, I was about to say, I was yeah. like, I wonder how many Google pages you went through where you're like, All right, I think this is the one. I'm going to settle yeah. in. That podcast was taken. That's why we had to settle with uh, yeah. cars cast. Yeah. <laughs> not, not really. We just messed I can up imagine. big time. Um, no, we, we got so many messages from people that were like, you should have called it podcast or podcast. Like we didn't <laughs> think of that and just chose not to. That would have been yeah. kind of funny. That would have been pretty funny. It would have been way better. Um, but how have you guys been? How have you been uh, doing with the, the whole quarantine business um, as like movie critics and all that jazz? <laughs> I mean, for a while, it was, you know, pretty interesting to try and navigate, like, how are we going to spend an hour every week talking about movies when virtually nothing's coming out? There's Mm -hmm. no movie theaters open. Uh, I feel like now it's been a lot better, definitely as we got into the fall. There's all these virtual festivals and Mm -hmm. more movies coming to VOD or whatever streaming services. So, you know, at least the supply of movies has been good. Uh, Yeah. Personally, you know, that, that there's there's ups, there's downs, but the, I've, I don't have it worse than a lot of people right now, so I can't complain about that too much. For sure. Yeah. Um, I think the last time I went to the theater was for 
I don't know, the last week in March when everybody was still yeah. going right before Mulan mm-hmm. had come out. So it's like the experience is completely different. But like Zach said, you have uh, enough independent movies that came out this year that I think make mm-hmm. still, you know, discussing movies something that you can still do on a weekly basis. But when it came to movie news, it was like, how many times can you report that Tenet has been delayed <laughs> or that Tenet <laughs> or that Tenet or that Tenet or that whatever the new Tenet news was for that week? But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's been crazy to see how things have changed, like with the Wonder Woman news recently. Yeah, it's everything's different. So it's been weird to see like movies get for like, for example, the French Dispatch and Dune, like see them just keep getting pushed back. And now they're off the release schedule entirely. Like that's been really because right now it's like we we kind of had an idea of when we can see them. But now it's just very mysterious. And I'm like, when am I going to see that Wes Anderson? movie? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. But. We're also in the weird position of having been to Sundance and like the thing that's great about Sundance is you get to see these movies before they are sometimes bought or have a release date. Yeah. And now it's like, all right, is Promising Young Woman even going to come out? Like, when are yeah. we going to be able to talk about uh, when And are we I talk told about him Minari? to skip it. I said, Zach, yeah. don't you worry. It's coming out in April. You don't have go watch another movie, <laughs> Zach. And he did. And then there was Still no release date for Promising Young Woman. Oh, no. But. Yeah, that was one of my most anticipated out of that festival. That and Minari. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, re- I'm really excited to see both of yeah. those. It's excellent. I'm excited to be able to talk to you about it yeah. at some point. <laughs> Who knows? I remember um, at TIFF, actually, the TIFF before this year, the mm-hmm. last one I was mm-hmm. in person for, I remember skipping out on St. Maud. Because uh, I, I think to see another movie I had already seen, possibly. And I was like, it'll be it'll be in theaters in like a month. And it's been almost two years now. And I still have not seen St. Maud. <laughs> you skipped it for The Lighthouse? It might have been that night. I don't I don't want to think recall. about it too I don't recall. I the hard. fifth. Uh, <laughs> if it was that night, though, that was a you, you got to meet a safety brother. You got to actually see I the did. movie. Yeah. Sitting right next to the a to z show so i mean it was like a really good experience that one that one moment yeah maybe but no i I might have overhyped that movie a little too much to you the lighthouse that is um the only thing was patterson was right there i mean how was i not going to be you know with patterson like reacting to everything that was happening in the movie but i got denied from saint mod yeah yeah (laughs) so i haven't seen that one either but yeah i think with the virtual releases we're we're little by little starting to get a bunch of other movies so it's, Mm -hmm. it's working out yeah, I was going to ask you guys, because I haven't actually really been able to talk to anybody about this, um, about, like, how you guys think these virtual fests are going, or, like, which ones you've attended so far, and just, like, what your take on it is, because I feel like it's... I did New York Film Festival, and I really liked it, uh, <laughs> but it was it was definitely weird, and a little hard. It was less exciting, you know, because it's, like... It, it, there's having a three-day window, and then there's waiting in a line for three hours and mm-hmm. getting the thrill of finally getting in. Sometimes not yeah. getting in. Um, <laughs> so I was just going to get your guys' take on how that's been. I mean, there's aspects of it that are great, right? Like uh, that you can watch these movies at your le- leisure and you don't have to necessarily like g- hike across town or like get there right on time at 7.15 or you're going to miss the start of it. Yeah. Uh, the viewing windows is, is something that has been like both great and bad as Arturo knows because I rented uh, what was I think I rented The Father and Whirly the Bird Father and, and uh, <laughs> Black Bear which I saw before but and missed the window where I'm allowed to start and finish the movie. So yeah. you know 
it's different, but uh, it, I think the main thing, though, is it takes away a lot of the communal experience. And what's the most fun about having been to Sundance with uh, a bunch of people is like you go back and you see somebody uh, waiting for another movie and you talk about what you just saw or you catch up at the end of the day or you bond with somebody you never met before over a new movie. And, uh, you know, the virtual experience does rob you of that, even if it does make it a little bit easier to maybe catch more movies or a, a different variety of movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. I have been to Chicago International Film Festival virtually. I went to Fantasia virtually. Yeah. I went to St. Louis virtually. I went to Indy <laughs> Memphis virtually. I did uh, AFI virtually. Been around the world um, virtually. <laughs> pretty much. And this video is like brought to you by Insert the VPN. For Earth. Practically, yeah. I mean, so it's not the same, but I think it's been really cool. And I think a lot of people have been able to jump on it. Like when we've done, you know, the LME streams will be like, oh, we just caught this movie at this film festival. And it's cool to, you know, for it to be a little bit different than being at Sundance and being like, you guys should catch this movie. If you're in Salt Lake City, if you're not, that sucks. Mm -hmm. But in this case, it's like someone can literally just go onto the website and purchase a ticket. And the tickets are, you know, what, $10, $12. And you can see it from the comfort of your own home. Um, yeah, I think yeah. What it's like a trade-off. Watching it on, like, do you, any of you have like good home theater setups for this? I have a pretty decent one. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen arts. It's it's crazy. It's it's messed up how good it is. <laughs> yeah, Carson saw it. Um, yeah, do you I do like the airplay the or the the? So you do the airplay or whatever to get it on the big screen? No, the airplay glitches like crazy. I've been seeing a lot of critics who I feel, no offense to the critics, who are over the age of 35, who like don't seem to know how to how to like work the technology. And granted, there are a bunch of glitches that are happening, but I think a lot of them just don't know what they need to do. It's like the airplay is not working. Then connect it through HDMI, it'll stop glitching. Right. Or they'll have like an Apple TV and they're airplaying. I was like, why not just download the app on the Apple TV? I feel we need a film critics like Geek Squad to like help them out in order for them to be able to get the experience they need because yeah in that case you are ruining the entire movie experience if yeah, it's just glitching right. out on you but yeah um no it's, it's been pretty dope i, I, I saw nina Wu recently which i know you had caught i saw that at can yeah that was i didn't have to travel all the way to france i, I yep, was you... in, my, in my bed <laughs> watching that movie yeah. um but it's cool yeah that's a that's an interesting interesting movie can i get you guys' take on something real quick i've been yeah, in this like little argument between well not an argument but jeff has brought it to my attention that uh i say interesting a lot <laughs> and that's can we just get that's not the right way to say it right am i am i in the wrong here for saying interesting jeff how do you say it uh interesting <laughs> i'm <laughs> i think <laughs> Like, it's Peculiar. a matter of how literally you want to pronounce every letter in that word, I think, like. Uh-huh. Speaking of that, in England, they say literally instead of literally. <laughs> but I'm definitely on team literally. Same. I feel like that more reflects <laughs> the way it's spelt and the way exactly. that it, like, reads when I just look at it phonetically. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm always worried that I'm overpronouncing, like, the A in theater. Theater. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it like sounds kind of elegant when you say it like that, though. Theater. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do y'all say, say the word ten? Tent. Ten, like the number. Tent. Oh, ten. Oh, ten. Ten. Okay, both of us thought I you were saying tent. I thought you said yeah. I was like tent. No, I. I <laughs> oh, great! Now I see that I don't know how to say ten. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, it's, but it's honestly, definitely I think Kent. It, yeah, it may, it may be a Midwestern thing, right? Maybe that's yeah. why you like pronouncing the, all the syllables. Is, it could I'm be, yeah, because sure. I'm from Florida, so I don't even know. Because it's not even really the South. It's just like people from the North who moved here and then some people from here. It's, it's weird. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Let me get, don't well, get I think you're both argument. right. Yeah, don't get into the argument with someone from New Zealand because that's just like <laughs> I, I I literally had that argument with someone like a year ago where they were like, Yeah, you could tell I'm saying different words, right? I'm like, bin and bin. I'm like, What? <laughs> it's the same thing. You're saying the same thing. And he was saying like the word like Ben, like I've been to the market and and the name Ben. And he says it in the same way. Bin. He's like my friend Bin. I'm like, What? Ben get- Bin Bin? One more take on something. Jeff, can you say Wisconsin for us? Wisconsin. Is that weird to anybody else? I feel like that's how I would say it. Right, yeah. What's the correct way? Wisconsin? (laughs) I guess once I start overthinking it, then we get off track. You know what? Uh I I just take it back. There's nothing wrong with the way you guys say Wisconsin. (laughs) Um, It swings. It could go either way. That's the type of state that it is. Yeah, yeah. Um... (laughs) Well, I do want to get into, I think, the main segment of this episode. Uh, we do not... Wait, the the speaking part wasn't the main segment. <laughs> no, that was... <laughs> yeah, I guess we could just talk about this for like 30 minutes. Um, no, I was gonna... We don't have a movie this week. Um, because actually, I thought it would be more beneficial, and I'm sure you guys will do something similar on your channel. I, I guess like closer to the end of the year. But I figured because we're about to get into like a really hectic movie season because like everything's going to be dropping very soon this happens every year i was just wondering if there were any films that you guys have seen this year that have already been out and that you can watch right now or rent that you think people should catch up on before they get swamped by mank and whatnot (laughs) um (laughs) but uh anyone is welcome to to go first uh with their recommendations I guess we could start with Jeff, though, if you if you want to start with me. Yeah, you can you can kick it off. If yeah, you want. this is OK. This is the saddest person to start with because I watch by far the least <laughs> amount of movies of anyone here. I just figured uh, we get... I, I went through and OK, I went through and counted all of my 2020 movies. And I even did this by American release to add a couple extra ones, because I think that makes Portrait of a Lady on Fire eligible <laughs> as a fair. 2020 release. <laughs> yep. um, and then also Guns Akimbo, which is it was Fair. released in like new zealand and and that's mm-hmm. a terrible movie and i still have to add that but <laughs> um yeah that brings me to 17 2020 releases that i've seen that's not bad that's not terrible. It's enough to make a <laughs> top 10 i yeah. feel like arturo though has seen 17 films in a week before <laughs> i okay yeah. let me let me just say when i went to sundance with this man i you saw what how many by the time i met up with you there it was like in the 60s or something or maybe like 40s and you had been there for like five days <laughs> I was yeah like, this i just don't know how yeah. you yeah um i just sit there and eat popcorn that's my diet for the week but <laughs> have you had um, a six no, movie I, day I, at sundance myself yes i've had a seven movie day at sundance <laughs> What? <laughs> i don't think it's possible to do more than seven no, I was going to just have those glasses that have like the the open eyes on them so you can sleep while it looks like <laughs> just, you're still staring just at the to be screen. open the entire time. No, I wish I did though. That'd be incredible. Um but no, yeah, it's just a lot of a lot of stamina of watching movies from my blockbuster days, but I still think 17 is is something to be proud of because there is a lot of movies out there and not everybody gets the ability to watch 
you know, that many movies at a, yeah. at a film festival because it's, it's also really expensive. So I don't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. But yeah. now 17 is solid. I mean, I think 17 is like probably the number that like is the average number for people who are interested in movies at all. <laughs> right. It's true. Or like 2020 releases. Like I, I think that's probably very low for someone who every week does a film podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, we don't <laughs> we're not talking about new releases. We're talking about Kazam and stuff. Um, so <laughs> I, I think that. There, I even included one documentary on this list just to, to flesh out the list. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think only like five of them weren't for the podcast. Yeah, it's, that's okay. But I guess the top ten is probably going to have like Palm Springs, um, Kajillionaire, The Five Bloods, um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, if I'm counting that. Um, I guess King of Staten Island, since again, I don't have a lot to choose from here. Uh, Bad Education. Hey uh yeah yeah it's, that's <laughs> the kind of things we're looking at hey, here that's, i i, I did not write this picks. list in order yeah those are Hubie halloween no no <laughs> also a good pick <laughs> at number one yeah. what was the doc the oh the doc was a uh, class action park yeah i dig that, that was one. all right yeah that, that was, i mean that was fun that was like yeah. something where the documentary wasn't especially well done it mm-hmm. was pretty much the most standard way you could have made that documentary i think mm-hmm. but it was just such an interesting topic about a, like a water park that's incredibly yeah. dangerous and somehow was allowed to be open he Sometimes, went to it yeah I, I did go to it when i was younger really <laughs> i did uh one of my first memories is of being at the infirmary to pick up my cousin who had just <laughs> gotten scraped on the alpine slide oh my god <laughs> and they talk about like orange stuff they had this orange liquid uh they mentioned that in the documentary and I remembered the co- the color orange really vividly from that like three four year old memory that I had. Um, wow! wow but yeah, it? class action park. It, it's I feel like documentaries sometimes sometimes they're really great because they're really well made, and sometimes they're fun because they're about really interesting things. And that's just one that's about mm-hmm. an extremely interesting place. Right. Exactly. Um, and I just really liked all the times where uh, they used Chris Gethard as a talking head. I mean, yeah, that that enough is. A, worth watching so yeah honestly they could have just had him as the only talking head and it probably would have been just as good (laughs) yeah as the narrator or something yeah cool well that's those are solid picks jeff yeah yeah not bad at all um i mean yeah for for what i had to work with yeah cool i would say that the film i most want to see that i have not seen is nomadland yeah yeah you haven't seen it art I have not. Did you catch it? I caught it at uh, New York, yeah. Um, okay. Well, did you see it at a... Wait, you saw it virtually in New York? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I know by the time it reached Chicago and a bunch of other places, the only way to see it was at a drive-in. And I was like, I don't want to freeze myself watching <laughs> watching Nomadland. So I'll no, just wait for it to come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it would be we, kind of like in theme with the movie to I was <laughs> be huddled in your car <laughs> watching yeah. it. Right? I was like, uh, I don't know how much... How accurate! I don't want to be get. a meta viewer. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got to do like an outdoor projector screening, <laughs> right? <laughs> and a hatchback. Yeah. But now I'm waiting patiently for that one in Ammonite. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, so if that's it, Jeff, I want to toss it over to Zach. If you wanted to share some of your picks. Sure. Yeah, I, I've got a few. Um, one that I know that Art was also a really big fan of is First Cow, uh, the latest Kelly Reichert movie. Uh, just 
a very beautifully told story of a friendship and the like beginnings of American capitalism. Uh, I, I I like I really like how uh, finely observed the details are in Kelly Reichert's movies. I think she gets uh, a lot of the like little habits of people uh, across in a really interesting way in her films. And this this story. I think gives you a really intimate view of like that pioneering experience that usually is done in a much more adventurous, rugged way or depicted in films that way. And this felt more like the human experience or like how miserable it might actually feel to uh, have to deal with all the, all the difficulties of that time period. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I thought this was a delightful movie. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's, that's Did a you guys movie- get the chance to, yeah, I think we talked about this on the we we talked about this on the podcast. Right? Yeah, we did an episode. Uh, yeah, with Letterbox Lucy. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, we did a double feature episode of that in Spy Kids 3D. Basically, the same movie. <laughs> Natural pairing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all need to curate your own film festival, because That's in that way, y'all you guys are gonna <laughs> Rodriguez to like Malik. You don't know where it's gonna go. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you brought up First Cow. And also because I really love that movie. And I think this is natural with Kelly Reichardt that I've been kind of learning uh, by watching her movies. Is like I kind of struggle to summarize why I like them because they're so subtle and they're mm-hmm. doing very little things. Um, but they're doing that really well. And I thought that was really well put. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we could uh, toss it over to, to Art if you, if you had one. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna stick to docs because I, w- I want to show a little a little love for the documentaries. I think this year I've been I've either gotten really old and I just like documentaries, but uh, there's been a couple that I've really enjoyed um, earlier this year. I know you guys had mentioned Minari from uh, Sundance, but one of my other favorite movies was Boy State, which is out on Apple TV. Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting documentary about like the th- th- a thousand boys that they gather up in Texas for whatever reason to run pretty much their own like um it's mini a political government? race that they're running yeah they're mini governments and they're deciding on things on whether to secede as a as its own state and become its own nation to gun laws to a bunch of different things but i thought it was just a very interesting vacuum of like how politics is run and just like the ins and outs and the things that you can exploit and such and um I think that goes well with my second pick that I also saw at one of the virtual festivals this year in Chicago, uh, which is actually about Chicago, City So Real, which is also out on Hulu. And uh, that's five episodes um, by Stephen James, right, mm-hmm. who did Hoop Dreams. Um, I absolutely love that one as well. And it's like the more I think about that one in particular, the better it gets because uh, it's five episodes just following the mayoral race in Chicago. And through that, they're able to like just see different pockets of the city because of the people who are running or who are going for those mayors um and then the fifth episode kind of follows up the original four that were released at sundance by showing you what's happened in the city after corona and during the protests that happened during the city and uh, i i think it's an absolute masterpiece so it's like those would be a couple that uh, i would say if you have the chance try to check out some documentaries and class action parks for sure (laughs) We were talking about City Surreal a little bit on Intercut, and uh, one of those things that Art mentioned is uh, 
you know, you get this mayoral race that has all these different candidates in it. And I think sometimes when you look at like even the race for president and beyond the like main couple of candidates, there's all these other people. And sometimes you think to yourself, like, who who is that person appealing to? Who's that voter? And this documentary, without explicitly do saying that, they give you all the different pockets, all the different perspectives of like who would be these different uh, citizens in Chicago uh, in what they're looking for in this mayoral race. It's a really mm-hmm. fascinating uh, documentary. Nice, yeah. I, I will have to check it out. I was going to say, it's just like, I don't know if I'm alone here, but in general, I think this year has been really good for documentaries. Um, Hell yeah. Because, totally. I mean, there's those two that you mentioned. There is, I mean, Class Action Park, uh, but then there's of Dick, course. Dick Johnson is Dead, and uh, Feel Good Man, which I still haven't seen. Uh, but I heard is I think you're gonna love it. I heard I, it sounds like something I'd really be into to be honest. Um, what do you think of Dick Johnson? I haven't seen Dick Johnson either. Oh no! I'm just listing okay. off titles. That one's here. <laughs> amazing. I I cried like crazy uh, watching that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm really. Uh, I'm trying to think of there was another one. Oh, I don't think this is a great doc, but totally under control is just interesting mm. because it was yeah, made the neon this one. year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I I think it did a great job at kind of summarizing at least like what happened and what's going on and where this is going mm-hmm. but um yeah i just think i never i i don't usually pay attention that hard to documentaries guiltily enough but this year mm-hmm. it yeah. seems like th- they are like the front runners of the year um at least from my perspective uh i feel yeah. you to to steer this like in a little bit of a different direction like documentary hybrid uh I don't know if either of you've got the chance to see Bloody Nose Empty Pockets. It's this really interesting movie, uh, which competed at Sundance in the documentary category, takes place at a bar in Las Vegas over its final 24 hours before it's closing. And it's just kind of this like fly on the wall look at the people who come in and out of this bar and what their lives are like and the relationships they've built at this dive bar Mm -hmm. way off the Las Vegas Strip. Uh, It's only after watching the documentary that... I've come to find out this movie does not take place in Las Vegas. It (laughs) takes place in New Orleans. It's at a bar that was constructed and cast. And for whatever reason, it's just got this documentary feel to it because it is sort of Mm -hmm. unscripted and it is sort of loose. And Sundance put it in the documentary category. Uh, But it's just this really fascinating cross-section of America, of all these different people who are kind of living these forgotten lives and it's got just the, a few incredibly real moments uh, that yeah. have stuck with me all year. We that got to interview reminds them. Me, uh, sorry, I was going to say that reminds me of the Nathan for you episode when he sets up yes. the, the theater seats in the bar yes. for the smoking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it is literally his review of the movie when he came out of Sundance. <laughs> <laughs> It is that, but a documentary slash not a documentary. Yeah, yeah. those wow. guys are dope because they're they're a duo of directors as well, and they're pretty much just saying that because it's like to them, to one of them, he kind of like gets it, and then the other guy's like, "Nah, we made a doc. Like this is documenting Americans, <laughs> and it really is. I think it because I saw it, I thought it was a documentary, just forwards and backwards. Um, but they were telling us a story about how they got to film um, the behind the scenes for Wendy." the Peter Pan adaptation that came out earlier this year uh, that was also at Sundance by Fox and that Fox hired them to make a docu like a behind the scenes thing and then when they turned in 
this like making of of all the struggles that the filmmaker went through and the ups and downs of making a studio film after making Beasts of the Southern Wild. They were like, we don't want this. We want like the chopped up. Ah, it was a blast working. You know, they just wanted like the highlight bits and they were like, we realized, yeah, they just wanted a commercial. Uh, So they sent us an unlisted link for the copy (laughs) that's never going to make it out. (laughs) <laughs> These guys are superb. <laughs> so uh, it they're they're interesting guys. I'm very curious to see what else they're going to make. Um because they're very Yeah. Uh they're Bill very, and like, Bill and Turner Ross, the co directors. Yeah. They've done a couple of other movies that are like all completely out on uh Vimeo and I don't know. I, I find that stuff stuff interesting where they're like they're up there with the studio system and they're like, nah, we're not gonna make commercials. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I would I would highly recommend that movie. I think you guys would dig it. Cool. Well, Carson, you haven't mentioned. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna mention mine. Uh, You're like Carson. What do you think? (laughs) Carson will toss it over to you. Um, I'm gonna say, and I hope this comes out before the end of the year. I think I read somewhere that it might come out in December. I cannot confirm that though. But uh, Shiva Baby. uh, I can't remember the director's name, but she just recently graduated from NYU. Um, mm-hmm. And it stars Rachel Sanat, I think is how you pronounce her name. She's a comedian. You may have seen her around on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. And this this movie is great. Um, it's it's like just a little over an hour, basically. I think it's like an hour and, and 17. It's very short. Um, yeah. And it's just about this, this woman who attends this shiva and uh, her... her uh, like her whole family is there and her ex-girlfriend is there and she's not entirely out to her family from what I understand Mm -hmm. and her sugar daddy is there um and his wife is there and it just it's it all collides in like such a short period of time and I think it accomplishes so much and Mm -hmm. the closest thing I can compare it to is uncut gems um I think see I've seen that a few different times and I really like. I think there's so much to love about it that it's hard for someone not to at least enjoy something that this film has to offer. Um, and even if you don't, it sounds very short. Yeah, it is very yeah. short. So you're in and out. <laughs> uh, so I just wanted to shout out that one. And then there's another one, uh, real quick. It might be my favorite of the year so far. Uh, Kajillionaire, um, yes. directed by Miranda July. I know this is a hit or miss for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Some people really don't like it, but I think well, I just talked about it with Jeff and our pal Cookie on the last episode. We all really loved it because I think it is one of the most original films I've ever seen. It's a it's got a super clever premise. It's got it's doing a lot of really clever things that I don't want to spoil, and mm-hmm. I just think it's one of the most original films out there. And it it's doing everything it's doing really well. So. I, th- I unfortunately I think it's a little expensive to rent or buy digitally right now, but I'm sure that will yeah. go down. <laughs> that movie's like almost like a little too beautiful for this earth, if you know what I mean. <laughs> like I it's just kind of gentle and and uh, amazing. Yeah, I, I love that movie. Thank you. Yeah, it's I think it's. It, it I think it was something? the last one we might have caught. Oh, at Sundance. Yeah, that might have been what we caught as we were on our way out of town. Not, yes, um, and, and our, our group was divided on it, but I loved it. Yeah, our group was divided. Like the audience was divided. We heard so many complaints coming out. Like people were divorcing as they left the theater. <laughs> it was honestly ridiculous. Um, but yeah, no, people were really split on that one. I think both of us all fell on the side that we really liked it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I just think it's ah, I, I, yeah, you put it really well, Zach. I think it's it's so precious mm-hmm. and like vulnerable. It, I think it's like throwing so much 
at the screen and I understand like it doesn't work for a lot of people because of that and maybe some people might get like uncomfortable about it I don't know Mm -hmm. if that's the right way to put it but I think it's I'm really glad it exists and I want as many people to see it as possible (laughs) same Um, Uh, we both uh, adored Shiva Baby as well we've talked about that on Intercut a bunch it's a it's a great movie yeah definitely um Cool. I, I, there was a, I'll just, I won't get into it, but there was like two others that I was going to mention in case no one else brought them up. And I just want to shout out, uh, never rarely, sometimes always, which is amazing. I think that Incredible. one came out of Sundance, right? Yep. Yes, sir. Uh, just wanted to shout out that and bad education, which is also, I think mm-hmm. deserves a bit more love than it's been getting. Yeah. Uh, Both of those are going to be in my top 10 at the end of this year. I'm pretty confident. Me Easily. Well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think unless anybody has any other movies they want to shout out uh, while we're still here, um... the Sonic the Hedgehog Oscar <laughs> campaign officially rolls out in December, and if all of y'all would like to gather to support, <laughs> no, that's pretty much it. Carson, have you seen Deerskin? No, I have not yet. Uh, I just realized it's on HBO now, so okay, it's hopefully more accessible to more people. But I have a feeling you'd like that movie. Okay, I will. I'm gonna jot that down and remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and mandibles. There was this follow up too. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So man's so, got two uh, movies practically in one year. <laughs> yeah, Karsten, Rhubarb was a 2020 release, right? Yeah, which is just Rhubarb. Just just gloss right past that one. Um, <laughs> it was a 2020 release. Uh, cool. Well, yeah, I think that'll do. Um, make sure to check out all these. I'm sure some of them are available on streaming. I uh, honestly wasn't keeping track, but uh, most are. Yeah, uh, we can get into the Q and A section if you guys are cool with that. Sure. We got sounds good. Like three fun little uh, questions from the subreddit r slash carscast. Head over there if you want to get in on the fun. There's memes and questions and much much more. Uh. This first one comes from Renata Reddit, and it is, if you could be the director of any movie that already exists, which movie would you choose? Um, anyone can jump in on this one whenever they want. <laughs> I'd go with Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Just, oh, there's yeah. some, there's some, like, camera trick stuff going on in that movie that I'm in awe of, and it's also just a really emotional, well-articulated movie. I don't know, I, I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm both jealous of and know I will not ever be capable of that kind of yeah. <laughs> filmmaking. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like at that point, if I just if it's me who directed it, but the film's the exact same, I feel like I'm not really the director of the film. So I'd probably just want the one that had like gross the most. <laughs> if I had like a cut of that, so probably like Avatar. Or something. <laughs> good point. Very good point. Avatar three, four, and five. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever those, like, I just go around, like, yeah, I directed Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would pick Power Rangers. I don't know why, but uh, for me, That's it's awesome. like the one franchise I would want to do is Power Rangers. I feel like, like, it's it's got the franchise potential, but no one takes it seriously at all. Yet it's got how many mm-hmm. seasons? So it's like there's enough lore to build in there for the fans. I think we could pull a DC with the franchise and pretend like it's gonna be a Power Ranger story, but it's really this coming of age tale, uh, you know, that that we're just making it um, into a big blockbuster type thing. Um, and coming I think when I saw the, the short, the come red out, ranger. You know what? I'd pick a different colored ranger this time around, <laughs> and I'd, I'd I'd throw a loop for everybody. Um, but no, I remember when the um, 
online there was like that online power ranger the the short film the fan short film that like blew up that yeah. uh, i was like oh dang they made power rangers dark and gritty but it showed like i don't know you could do something something different with a big property and i grew up watching power rangers so it's like i would never touch batman because <laughs> i'm just not gonna i think they're he's like too big of a of a property to touch yeah i think power rangers is good enough okay but didn't one of the power rangers like kill his friend with a sword or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i think that was outside of the power ranger lore <laughs> He was not on the job while he did that. At least I hope not. But he was, he yeah. was wearing the ranger suit. <laughs> Can you imagine that? He he like hit the thing and tried to morph. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I would pick Coraline. I don't know why. Ooh. I just I want to be known as the guy that did Coraline. Because <laughs> I want I would want to do something like stop motion to just like. I want to experience that, mm-hmm. even though it sounds like kind of a hellish yeah. experience. Uh, but I think the the f- it would feel cool to have something like that on my under yeah. my belt. I'm gonna change my answer to Shrek. <laughs> one, two, or three, <laughs> or four. <laughs> oh, Shrek one. That's just like the yeah. you know just the classic classic Shrek. Yep. Yeah. Like the best. Rep- I'd be like, yeah, it was it was my decision to to use like a Smash Mouth song. Yeah. <laughs> it was a it was a last minute edition that you had. I'm surprised you didn't yeah. say in terms of stop motion, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Or is that too much of a holy grail? You know, I thought about it, but that that movie is uh, it's too perfect for me to to put my sweaty little hands on it. <laughs> I don't want to don't, don't tinker with anything there. Um, but yeah, it's fair. Uh, this next one comes from uh, Born Bucket ninety three. And it is uh, thoughts on 90s cartoons. Who had the best shows? Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, Disney, Warner Brothers, or another wild card I can't think of. Um, Mm -hmm. I am personally a Nickelodeon boy. I have no disrespect Mm -hmm. towards... Honestly, Disney just wasn't killing it in the cartoon department. I mean, in some ways, at least like the stuff I grew up on. Cartoon Network, I respect that side. Warner Brothers, respect it. But Nickelodeon, I think I'll always have a soft spot for. Um yeah the the question though it's like 90s cartoons cartoon network wasn't making a lot of cartoons in the 90s they were mainly just showing old cartoons mm-hmm. i didn't know that so i mean yeah because i feel like it was the 2000s really when they yeah had, like, a lot of like, like, original stuff was being made because mm-hmm. 90s right, like, i watched cartoon network in the 90s and it was just i watched a lot of scooby-doo yeah it's true yeah. that turned but into, like, like Ed, Ed and Eddie. yeah yeah courage all of those like would have would have come a little bit later. Um, mm-hmm. I think Warner Bros had a lot of great anim- animated movies, so I don't think they were doing well in in or like ones that would have been doing well on TV. I think may have had better movies than the ones on on TV, vice versa and such. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'd pick Cartoon Network in the two thousands, not the nineties. <laughs> I think we're all. I think, I think yeah. we're cut out a little answers. bit there at the end. Uh, I choose Dragon Tales on PBS. <laughs> It's 05 run from 2010. You pick it like a completely different one. <laughs> if if we all pretend we heard this, since he's sending in his own audio file, we can just be like, oh yeah, yeah that's what I was gonna yeah. say. It's gonna be fine in the final product. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be clear in the regular audio file, and then you yeah. guys are just gonna be like, yes, 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 and I'm like pouring yeah, yeah, out yeah. my heart. You guys are like, yes, I agree. One time. <laughs> and we're just like kind that of is laughing a good point. along. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice point, nice point, nice, yeah. nice point, Art. Um. Yeah, <laughs> just love how it, it lags and he's laughing and then he's back to normal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, 
What about you, Zach? 90s Nick taught me how to dream, I think. Taught me taught me to be an imaginative, imaginative person going on uh, sure. adventures with the Rugrats and such. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. Rugrats are, are kind of underrated. I'm not... I mean, they're mm-hmm. not that underrated. People love the Rugrats, but yeah, they don't yeah. get enough well, talk. The Rugrats were fun because they just had, like, so many episodes about, like, Jewish holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, as so a young like, Jew, there was not a lot of yeah. representation out there. Exactly. We're on the same page. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, this next one, this last one, comes from Scared Noticed Zero. It's not a movie question. I'm. I don't actually. We were low. <laughs> I say this all the time. We were low on questions this week. Uh, but this this one goes. Uh, after two years of not dating anyone, yesterday was the day that I decided to finally speak to this cute girl I know from my rowing club, only to find that she has a boyfriend. Any advice? Uh, so some dating advice for for scared notices. Okay, this is the first time we've had a question like this. Uh, I just want to be clear to our guests <laughs> that we don't do dating advice on on every episode. Yeah. Um, we finished the movie talk. I think. Dating. Yeah, I would say definitely like turn your attention elsewhere <laughs> right yeah yeah i don't i don't think this is too difficult See, i'm gonna say do not pursue this relationship yeah <laughs> if she's taken that's just very unfortunate um yeah but you're gonna have to uh start the acceptance process yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> if you if you like her for her personality you can still be her friend of course but don't assume that it will be anything other than that and maybe mm-hmm. she can introduce you to somebody who is similar to her. That's a great point. Yeah. yeah. But again, do not try to become friends with the ex- expectation yeah. that that might turn into something else. No. Not only will it hurt her, but it will only <laughs> hurt you more. Uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Honestly, I kind of like the vibe of our answer to that question. I think all four of us should start a new dating advice podcast. I'm just proposing it right now. Intercarst. That's all. Where it's like intercourse, but inter. (laughs) I think we're getting somewhere here. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) if anyone has anything to add to that, feel free. But I think that that will do. Um, So I think that's that. Those were our questions for this week. Um, I guess we'll start the wrap up process really quick uh we just have like some closing things um you guys uh we do have a movie for next week next week we will be talking about fargo um which will be i think it's on hulu um which i've never seen jeff's never seen it and that's why we're watching it to to get that that nice first reaction um good movie yeah one of my favorites um you know nothing about it did he say something? <laughs> did he, did I don't know if I'm coming through or not. Never mind. No, what, what'd you say? I am so excited to get this audio file. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. I said, Jeff, have you have you seen any bit of it? Like, do you know any spoilers from um, Fargo? Not really. I think at one point I did, but I just forgot about it. Damn, that's nice. Because there's some iconic shots that I feel like most people yeah. already have in the back of their mind. So if you go into it yeah, fresh, like... I, I, I just know, like, one thing about it, but I don't know any of the context surrounding it. So I think it'll be, like, a surprise at least until, like, a minute beforehand or something. Yeah. That sounds dope. Um, so that's what's yeah. up there. Uh, next, we like to just read a review uh, to encourage you guys to leave reviews. This one comes from uh, Lindsay Port- Porteus. Uh, subject line is a real laugh 
Five stars, and it reads, This podcast makes me laugh out loud so much. My son constantly listens to it in the car with me, and the conversation of Karsten and Jeff seem to always make us happy. Hope Jeff and Karsten are well, and keep going with all of this great content. Um, hmm. Thank you. That's I didn't nice. think we would, is we'd appeal to of, <laughs> I know. parents. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, That's a great review. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lindsay. Um, Bring yeah, I guess now we together. should throw it over <laughs> to, to Zach and Art to see if you guys want to plug all of your your stuff for sure uh we do a podcast called intercut and we post uh, about once a week usually on fridays and sometimes mm-hmm. more than that uh we are intercut pod on youtube and various social channels if you do that kind of thing yeah uh check it out or yeah the audio podcast too is also intercut so thanks so much for having us on for sure yes sir appreciate yeah, it Yeah, thanks for being on i feel like our podcasts are a nice companion to each other, and all of our fans of each podcast should listen to both podcasts. I consider right? us the sister podcasts of movie mm-hmm. YouTube. Definitely. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. like sister cities. I think that <laughs> if we all agree to that, it's we can make that a thing. <laughs> okay. It's like on Wikipedia, we just enter our podcast and have like sister podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Intercut. Yeah. Related to. And then we can throw intercarst in there at some point. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> once we get that off the ground. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, thank you guys so much for being here. Um, really appreciate it. And uh, I think that'll do. Jeff, do you have anything else to say? Um, I I don't. I mean, I think that you just need a little gap to for when you after you know we hang up with them where you'll add in the yeah I'll get the, the, patrons. the patrons the patrons will yeah get, we'll yeah, do that yeah. at the we'll, end. I just want to make just it's gonna happen right now. Anyways, okay. Catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side. If you guys want to, we catch do this you thing. on the flip catch, side. Yep. <laughs> catch you on the flip side. Cool. Flip side. Awesome. <laughs> uh, there we go. <laughs>